Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of the Mind Palace podcast. And I'm your host, as usual, Ray Midas. Um, I just want to welcome everybody to this beautiful Saturday. It's It was a really beautiful day outside today. Although it was really cold, but it was really beautiful too. So, <clears throat> today... I want to talk about something I feel is interesting, but has not been like really um, understood by a lot of people or like considered by a lot of people. Some people just do it and don't even realize that they do it. The power of observation. That's what I want to talk about today. People don't realize how powerful it is to observe before you act before you go into um, maybe uh, a process or um, a delegation, a deliberation, a thinking process, an act or maybe whatever it is you do. It's always beautiful. It's always, everything comes out better when you observe, when you take the time to take in information and process those information and then make an output. You understand? So, um, first of all, I want to talk to you guys about what observation actually is. Um, definition. Yeah. Observation is the active acquisition of information from a primary source. The active um, acquisition of information from a primary source. And as humans, we have five primary senses. So, with living things like us and animals and every other thing, it, it has to do with our primary senses. Hearing, touch, feeling, um, smelling, you know, that's how we observe what's around us. So the thing is, how often do you observe? How often do we take into consideration all these things that happen around us before we act? A lot of people don't, actually. A lot of people go with the instincts, go with the flow. It's always good to go with your flow. Going with your flow, going with the instincts in you doesn't mean that you don't observe. It doesn't mean that you don't take out time to, like, check what's happening around you, to see how things are going around you. It means that you are you are actually working at a faster pace most of the time. Like, when you're playing football... Or you're engaging in a sport that's like fast paced. Like maybe you're playing a video game. I'll put that like you're playing a video game. You have taken the time. Over time, maybe you've been playing the game for a while. Maybe a week or two weeks or a couple of months or even a year. I just want to tell you some people are faster than others. So I just want to make it look like, okay, at different intervals. You notice that over time, you might notice maybe if it's a shooter game or something. You might notice that, okay. At certain points, people tend to hide behind obstacles in order to get a um, get a drop on other players and kill them, or they tend to like get on high buildings. So when you get into the game, you already know where to start looking for because you have observed that this is a trend. This is what people do. This is how I tend to like be smarter than they are. You understand? So the power of observation is like really really unique for some people and for some people it's easy but it's something that you can train your mind to do you understand everybody can train their mind to observe and observation now goes in sync with the other topic i talked about the other time meditation yes meditation is 
when you're able to clear your to focus your mind you're able to observe because whatever you're trying to observe you have to focus on you have to take out time to pick out the little details of whatever it is that you're actually focused on so meditation is closely linked to observation yeah so for some people um an observation is linked to the bible again like the other day i told i told i told you guys about meditation as a christian and now i'm going to tell you guys about observation as a christian from a christian's um point of view okay so um in the beginning like in in genesis chapter 1 chapter 1 verse 1 it says in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth yeah that's chapter 1 verse 1 and it also said that the earth was without form and void and darkness moved upon and and this holy spirit moved upon the there was darkness upon the face of the earth yes uh, and the holy spirit moved upon the face and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters that's what it says genesis chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning god created the earth the earth was without form and void and Um, darkness was upon the face of the earth and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters that was like a series of observation telling you that the earth didn't have anything in it it was just void it was just like this big lump of rock sitting there with nothing to do nothing they haven't shaped it yet it's like a sculpture you get this big marble rock and you just think what will i do with this somebody might decide to make a thinking man somebody might decide to make a, Ro- a roman prince somebody might decide to make an elderly beggar whatever you think you have observed this i can reach this height i want something that is as big as this or that's as small as this i want something that looks this particular way i want something that captures this essence that could speak that could like translate this feeling i have in me into what other people can see too you understand that's the power of observation so the the um, god the creator of the heavens and the earth observed that the earth was without form and void it was without form and it was void <clears throat> and the darkness was upon the face of the earth and the spirit his spirit moved upon the face of the waters so there was a lot of water i don't think there was even any land there was a lot of water there was darkness and you know all these things come together to form the basis of creation there was darkness so the first thing he said was let there be light because there was darkness you need light to see what you were doing to see how everything was going and the sun was created and then he said let there be land and land came out from the waters and there was land and there was every other thing <clears throat> that's how powerful observation is that's from a christian standpoint and i'm telling you this i also made the um the observation with the sculptor that's how it is everything that was created was created out of observation like newton when isaac newton um did um observed gravitation the the law of gravitation and how gravitational pull works he was seated outside yeah concentrating and he observed 
I'm sure it's not the first time he saw something falling from the sky to the ground. It's not the first time he saw an apple drop. But then he took time to observe and ask himself questions that needed to be asked. Because when you observe, you find out the loopholes. You find out what you need to ask. The questions that need to be asked and the answers that need to be produced will now come forward. So he saw the apple fall and he was like, why did this apple fall? straight down why didn't he fall sideways or why didn't he go up what made it fall down what makes everything that goes up come back down and then gravity was defined was defined and propounded the law of gravity and everything so you see i'm not bookworm i'm not going to give you like quotes and quotes and quotes and stuff i'm just trying to help you understand that sitting down and trying to take time to absorb information around you is going to help you a whole lot consciously not subconsciously taking in information consciously knowing that okay this is the information i want to take in at this particular moment this is the information i want to process i want to understand this thing completely there's somebody else that i really adore that works i would like I, I would call him like a really brilliant observer leonardo da vinci have you seen have you have you ever taken time i'm gonna ask you this whoever is listening have you ever taken time to look at leonardo da vinci's work michelangelo is another brilliant observer but i'm talking about leonardo da vinci now because of why he was a vast observer he wasn't just observing um, yes, he was a sculptor and an artisan, but he was also into mechanics. He was also into physics. He was also into biology. He was also into nature, astrology, everything. He observed every single thing that he could in his lifetime. And that, for, to me, is pretty astonishing. So I'm going to talk about him for a while. Yes. Have you ever taken time to look at his drawings, his um works from his journals there was there was one i saw that caught my eye he drew water dropping from um, a fountain i guess he drew the direction of water and everything and that to me was really amazing you understand so you see things like that and you're like what made this man this observance he understood that observing and taking time to receive information process information he could understand how things work in his drawings um the reflection of light the colors he used the pale fa- the the patterns he used he used, it makes it so realistic he makes it so when you look at his picture you look at it from a different angle you get a different picture from another angle you get a different picture and that he observed light he played with light in his pictures the shades and everything he was really brilliant he was a doctor <laughs> he he dissected human beings he understood how the human body worked he observed how the human body worked on so many levels that professionals today don't even understand quite well yet so that is a man that you should just take out time to look at and try to understand. And I would I have always said that trying to be like Leonardo is one of the most impossible feats a human being could 
ever accomplish because that man was more than human I guess he was superhuman he found a system and it worked for him and I always sit and pray oh I wish I could find out what he knew how he knew how to do these things because the amount of information that guy that man was able to like you know assimilate put into his system was just astounding I have to give it to him it was astounding it was pretty awesome I'm really a big fan of Leonardo so yes back to the matter at hand so how do you accomplish being able to be more observant you have to be focused like I said you have to take out time to ponder on particular subjects or particular topics or um, situations whatever it is you want to be like more in tune with it could be from work it could be something maybe a hobby that you're involved in take out time don't just say okay I want to learn how to sew you put the thread you put this learn the whys learn the hows learn what makes this happen like this don't just learn about sewing learn about your machines why does the machine sew this way? Why does the length of the stitching go this way? Why do I have to knot the tread like this? Is there another way I could do this? Learn everything you need to learn about what it is you want to know. Don't just know it. Learn everything about it. You understand? The pencil. You want to draw. Learn about the pencil. Learn what pencil does what for you. What will this pencil do for me that this pencil won't do for me? What will this crayon do for me that this crayon won't do for me? What would this kind of paper do for me that this other paper won't do for me? That's what makes a great artist. When you understand, you have this unison with the, with the, um, the tools you work with. You are able to create things that other people cannot replicate because they do not understand it on that level. They feel like, okay, he did this on this sort of paper. I'm going to do this on this sort of paper. And they're hoping to get the same results. But it's not the same results. There are artists who had, like, from their paintings, the paints that they used, they mixed they mixed it up with, like, things that could not, you could not replicate their paints. Whatever painting paints they used to make their, their pictures, their drawings, you could not replicate it because they used things that were peculiar to them. They mixed it up with, how would I call it, secret ingredients that nobody knew about. Now, a lot of people could not replicate their paintings today. And it's like, once they're gone, it's gone. You understand? They use, some of them use canvases that are no longer in use today. And that is one of the reasons why their paintings are always going to look so good to you right now because everything we do right now is factory made a lot of it and we don't ask the questions why is this like this why is this like that what does this paper do for me that this other paper won't do for me so when you take out time to understand everything other than what you're just trying to like get into you're understanding how the system works how this connects to this and that connects to that you're going to be more in control of what you're doing than just knowing what you're doing or just doing what you're doing when you understand how everything works how every single screw works ah man 
I want to talk about Leonardo again, but no, I won't. Um, okay, so I guess that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys were able to like understand something or try to like follow me on this path that I treaded and maybe learn a few things and I hope it works for you. Just try it. Let me know how it goes for you. Send me a voice note or something or send me a message on my Instagram, Ray underscore Midas on Twitter, Ray underscore Midas too. You could follow me and let me know what you think. Or let me know if you listen. I'd love to hear from you guys. All right. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being out, coming out to listen to this episode. Um, I'll see you next week. I'm going to do this um a lot more frequent from now on because I was planning to, but because I was a little bit busy, I stalled a bit. But now it's going to be on a weekly basis. All right. Thank you so, so very much, guys. Have a beautiful day.